Today on the podcast, I am joined by a, an old friend of the show who I'm very excited to catch up with and talk about the Boston Bruins with. Uh, the Bruins are in Arizona tonight, which uh, should be a victory, but we will see. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff to catch up on today's episode. So let's get into it. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms. So if you're an Apple user, Spotify, Pocket Cast is what I use. Uh, please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Uh, if you want to toss a rating and a review up as well, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, the podcast is also available in video form on YouTube. So search up Locked On Bruins and uh, subscribe over there as well. On today's podcast, going to kind of preview tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes, which, um, like I said off the top, should be a win, but you never know in today's NHL. And uh, very excited to be joined by an old friend of the podcast uh, who hasn't been on in quite some time, regrettably. And I'm very happy to, uh, to have her back on today. Welcome back to the podcast, Kaylee Allard. Hi, Kaylee. How are you? Hey, Ian. I'm great. How are you on this Friday? Doing all right. It's uh, extremely cold out right now. And um, our cat Bessie is actually getting spayed today. So she's at the vet. Oh, lucky her. We're all uh, eager to welcome her back, back to the house. But yeah, other than that, not too much, uh, not too much going on. What, uh, well, let's just get it out of the way. What's, uh, what's new with you, Kaylee? Big news in uh, Kaylee land. Yeah, so um, I actually just accepted an offer to work for Bleacher Report this week. Um, I got the news on Monday, and it's official now, so I did make the announcement. Um, my title with them will be an app programmer for the NHL. I'll be doing all the NHL content in the mobile app, sending out notifications. So if you have the app, that's going to be me blowing up your phone with news and highlights and stuff. So really cool. Um, but I do have to relocate to New York City. So it's going to be a big move and a big change. But I'm kind of from the area. I'm from Connecticut. So not too foreign. And I have family there and a lot closer to Boston. So that's a good thing, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. I was saying off off mic before we started that that's pretty similar to the job that I did uh, at the score up here in Toronto. And it was uh, very fun. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy it and also kill it. I'm sure you're going to do that as well. That's uh that's really cool. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. So it's been a while since, uh, since we chatted, I think the last time you were on was back when the Bruins were playing the hurricanes in the, in the bubble, just after like Tugarask 
left the bubble and and all that stuff. Uh, quite a lot has changed for the Bruins in that time. Just to start, generally, kind of how are you feeling about the Boston Bruins in uh, this season? Do you think they're better than uh, you thought they were going to be? Not as good as you thought they were going to be? Kind of properly rated? What's uh, What's kind of your feeling about this team so far this season? Yeah, I am pleasantly surprised. Uh, They had a rough start, as we all know. Uh, Definitely got off to a rocky start when the season first started. Mm -hmm. Uh, The secondary scoring wasn't showing up as much, and um, Pasta was looking really snake bitten. um, Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of worries there. Um, It was mostly Martian carrying the team, but what else is new? Uh, (laughs) And um, the you know the goaltending was average. It wasn't bad. It was definitely average. There's definitely some holes there and some things that needed to be improved upon and uh, dealt with. But I mean, that hot streak they just had winning Mm. eight out of nine to start off the new year in 2022. I did not see that coming. I did not expect it. Um, But the biggest thing ever since they bumped pasta to the second line, I think that has just changed everything and revamped everyone's attitude and chemistry. Mm. Um, Although, you know, I love seeing them on the first line, the, I hate saying it, the perfection line. (laughs) We all know like that's, those are the top dogs, but Bruce knew he had to do what he had to do. And when things aren't working, you switch it up and hopefully he leaves it as is for now. Cause I really feel like since he was shifted to the second line, everything has changed and he is just on fire and I'm so happy for him because mm-hmm, yeah. I love seeing him smile and score and succeed. So yeah, for sure. We all know kind of the, the personal tragedy that he went through in the, in the summer. And I'm sure that played some part of it early on and it's uh yeah, really cool to, to see him back scoring, smiling. I've kind of said, you know, one of the big things coming into the season was David Krejci leaving, obviously, second line center. But watching this team lately, it's like, yeah, Eric Hall has been good, but with Hall and Pasta on the wings, it almost kind of doesn't matter who plays second line center at the moment. Do you think that's still kind of a a big area of need for this team, or do you think it's maybe something they can – kind of live with it and see if they can get by with, uh, with Hala down the middle. Yeah. At first it was my biggest concern, you know, the second line center, like you said, Krejci leaving, it was like hit the panic button, like who, nobody can replace him. And there was so much speculation about, I know everyone's top choices, I think were Charlie Coyle and mm-hmm. Jackson Nika and yeah. We obviously know that hasn't been the case (laughs) at all. So um, I think as of right now, um, they're okay in that department. Um, Even, I mean, Hall has been good. I'd like to Mm -hmm. see him do better. But with Pasta and Taylor Hall, um, he can thrive and he can, you know, he can get assists at least and, you know, just generate that production, offensive production. So Mm -hmm. I think the second line center isn't the biggest deal right now. I think we're now shifting back to more defensive issues um, and also relying on Tuca warming up and getting better. So for me, I don't, I'm not worried about the offense anymore. And that was everyone's biggest concern. Um, they, I mean, they scored seven goals against Washington uh, yeah. not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, offense does not scare me anymore. It's more of uh, the defensive mistakes that I've been seeing lately that really concern me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had kind of, well, I still kind of am. I'm on the, was looking for Don Sweeney to kind of make a move for Dylan Strom out of Chicago, but 
he's up on their top line right now and he just mm-hmm. scored a hat trick kind of playing alongside Patrick Kane. So I don't know if that ship has, has sailed maybe, or they want to keep hold of him, but he's still a guy that I am uh, pretty high on Boston, uh, Boston yeah. drafting, but who knows uh, before we get into some other trade targets, I got to quickly talk about built bar. Have you ever heard of built bar Kaylee? Have you ever had a built bar? No, oh, never. Well, you are missing out because they are the best tasting protein bars out there. They are covered in 100% chocolate, but they're also uh, good for you. They have about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you as well. Uh, They have so many amazing flavors to choose from, and they're always coming out with new limited-time flavors as well. So check out Built.com often to see what is new. When you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank everybody again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Again, we're free and available on all podcast platforms. And for your second listen, I suggest the Locked On uh, NHL podcast, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. So you kind of touched on uh, Tuka Rask, your your uh, Twitter namesake there. What are your thoughts on him so far since returning? I kind of look at it kind of like when Linus Allmark joined the team, like he had never put uh, – he was jumping into a new system, new teammates, new city, kind of took some time to get adjusted to it all. Uh, Rask obviously knows the – the team, the system, but he didn't have the benefit of, you know, a training camp, exhibition games, AHL conditioning. Uh, so in some ways we should expect not elite, uh, like, you know, performance right off the top. Um, you think it's just a matter of time until he gets back to the Tuca that we know and love, or is there a reason to be concerned you think about his, his play so far? I hope he gets back to it because it's hard to be the Tuca defender when yeah, everyone yeah. actually has a reason to be upset with him because mm-hmm. I agree with them that he's not performing like he should. Um, but the guys played four games so far. He's yeah, had four starts. Uh, his game against Philadelphia was incredible. He stopped two breakaways. Uh, mm-hmm. he, so he's really, I would say, underperformed in three out of his four starts so far. Um, so again, definitely a cause for concern because, you know, you send Swayman down and everyone's angry and everyone wants Swayman because he's going to be the number one eventually. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll, we'll see. But everyone's angry that Swayman gets sent down. And um, I just don't think people realize that as of right now, you have to keep Tuca and Allmark as your duo. Uh, you Allmark has a no move clause and Tuca is the number one goalie. So mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere. And he signed, a contract for the rest of the year. So I hate to say it, 
like get over it, but it's yeah. going to be Duca and Allmark. I love Swayman also. I adore him. I think he's incredible. Um, he's definitely going to be the number one in the future, but his time will come. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of Tuga getting used to everything again. And it also doesn't help when uh, the defense craps the bed every time right. he is in the crease. Mm -hmm. And people tell me that I'm making excuses. Um, for Tuca, when I blame the defense, I, I mean, he's definitely led in a couple softies. He has. Mm -hmm. He he looks maybe a little slow, like he gets beat, um, he gets beat high or low, whatever, um, which is fine. I, I expect a little rust and, you know, uh, no goalie's perfect. He's still not perfect, even though yeah. he's incredible. But every time he's in goal, like just a massive defensive mistake, like even Carlo, like is supposed to be one of the big guys and he's, you know, he's like I look at him and I'm like Carlo where are like who are you covering where are you like what are you looking at like yeah. just stupid like Carlo has been a little shaky Clifton's been a little shaky um Forbore even it's yeah. just I, like all of them have in the past few games have made mistakes you can visually point out and blatantly see and um and then too good you know lets one in and it's automatically his fault so yeah he has been a little soft, but the defense also needs to tighten up. And it really seems like it only happens when Tuga is in goal. I yeah. don't know if they're more lackadaisical because they trust him more, but he's getting virtually no help. I mean, yeah. even in the Philadelphia game, um, he had to stop two breakaways. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, it's not his fault there was a breakaway, but he showed up and he was able to stop those breakaways from being goals. So yeah. I think he will get back to it. Um, I don't think he's washed. I don't think he's, you know, he sucks now. Um, no. It's just, it's hard. He had, he was supposed to play in the Bru Providence Bruins game against mm -hmm. the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, but it was canceled due to COVID. So he literally got thrown in after major surgery and major time off. Like yeah. I would love to see anyone play up to par after surgery and extensive time off. Yeah, exactly. This, today's fast-paced NHL. Mm -hmm. so, and that first game, the first game he played was probably one of his best. Like you mentioned, that that Philadelphia mm -hmm. game. If you look at all the games he's played so far, only four games, the Carolina game is just a write-off for, like, the whole team. That is not on oh, him yeah. at all. He did, like, uh, he only let in two goals against the, the Flyers in a win – only two goals against the Jets in a win. And then, yeah, Monday against the Ducks. Not his best performance. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there were some defensive issues as well. And I would imagine he'll start tonight against Arizona. And, I mean, what what better team to start building some confidence against than uh, than the Coyotes if uh, if he doesn't you get that start? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think he'll be fine overall. I'm not too worried about it. I kind of said I'm – Twitter the other day, like he should be in midseason form by the postseason, and that's when like, that's the whole idea of bringing him back is, is for yeah. the playoffs. And as long as he's good by then, they should be fine. Like they're they're not really in danger of uh, missing out on a playoff spot uh, at at this point. I wanted mm -hmm. to ask to you about other guys who have played uh, above or below expectations is there anybody on the Bruins this season that's um kind of blown you away with how good they've played or really disappointed you with how uh they haven't really stepped up or produced at all anybody stand out that way 
Yeah. And um, I actually just wanted to mention like about Allmark, the last game against the Avalanche. Um, he had an incredible game mm-hmm. and they still lost. So yeah. it wasn't the goalie's fault, you know? So I just, I had to add that Allmark deserved that win a hundred percent. It was just a frustrating game all, all around and they blew mm-hmm. a 3-1 lead. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I definitely am impressed most, I would say with Oscar Steen mm. and um, Anton Bleed. Um, the third and fourth line guys, uh, like we talked about earlier, the secondary mm. scoring was such a rough spot and didn't really know um, if any guys were going to score except for the top six. But um, I think both of them have been a great addition. It's been great to watch them. Um, I lead has, let's see, he has eight points and 21 games played so far. Uh, it looks like Steen has uh, six points in 15 games. So mm-hmm. they're generating some offense and it's really good to see those uh, young guys and then, you know, coming out and making a name for themselves and showing that they deserve to be in the lineup mm-hmm. and as well as um, Vakanainen. Um, yeah. Especially with, you know, the defensive issues. He has been one of the standout guys. I mean, last game he was paired with McAvoy. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's really good to see him. Um, and he, we had thought he scored um, his yeah. first goal, but it got taken away. Um, I forget yeah. who that was against, but. Um, yeah, what game was it? I can't remember either. But yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we thought he scored his first goal and it got taken away. So um, hopefully he'll get that back soon. But it's really good to see him out there. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. seem afraid to like get in the dirty areas or make plays. Or So it's great to see him um, come about too because, you know, yeah, the defense sure. can use some work. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> – every game there's some mistake you can point out with any defenseman. So with him though, it's been pretty smooth sailing and it's refreshing to see that. So hopefully he's earned his spot and hopefully he can keep playing on maybe the first or second pairing for a while. So probably will be the first because I know they want Carlo on the second with Riley right. usually, but that bottom pairing of Clifton and Forbort just yeah. so much anxiety. Yeah. yeah I, I know. I, I was talking about that this morning, I think on Twitter, like, everybody continues to focus on if you ask kind of what the Bruins need, everybody says second line center, like we mentioned earlier, or uh, left-hand shot defenseman. Mm-hmm. But for me with Vakaninen emerging, uh, Jacobs Borrell played so great before he got hurt. Um, I really look at the right side and, you know, I, Connor Clifton is okay, but I don't see, uh, him as like a f- 82 game guy that's going to play every night into the playoffs. I really do think that if they're going to upgrade, they really need to add some depth uh, on the right side and to kind of improve that way. Like I'd even rather see like Forbort and Vakaninen on that third pair uh, with Grizzly back with, with McAvoy, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the the left side's still pretty weak or do they need to to maybe look elsewhere? No, I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm hoping at the deadline they could add someone on the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really know who is going to be available. Yeah. Um, or the, It's just tough to like also – I don't know if they'd be able to package Dabrowski in um, for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's another thing. Um, 
I, I do hate to see DeBrus go because he's been playing pretty well as yeah. of late. But I definitely think, like you said, um, I don't think the left is as needed anymore. So definitely going to look on the right side now. It's just crazy how much the needs have shifted from home secondary scoring to you know, left yeah. shot defenseman, right shot defenseman. So it's kind of interesting to see how everything has moved and transitioned. I mean, who knows? Maybe by um, the trade deadline, we'll think differently. Yeah, um, for sure. Depending on how some guys play. But um, I think, you know, to, I, to me, the defense is not a Stanley Cup defense. So that's the thing that worries me most. Um, mm-hmm. I can't see those guys out there in a game seven of any series putting their body on the line and yeah. with the puck. So, <laughs> yeah, before we get to kind of an outlook for the rest of the season, I just want to talk for a moment about uh, bet online. Uh, there may be less football being played, but bet online has way more stuff to bet on uh, this season. Uh, they have uh, scores, totals, player performance, props uh, to where the next fire coach is going to be. Uh, bet online, the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. With the new year, they have a new updated desktop and mobile website. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on to get started. Uh, Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. So use promo code locked on to get that 50% uh, welcome bonus. Uh, so Kayla, you mentioned uh, Jake DeBrusque. Obviously that's been a big story this season for the Bruins kind of hanging over them. It seems like every time they might look to trade him, they kind of need him uh, with uh, now with Nick Felino being injured uh, he's really playing well with uh, Charlie Coyle and Steen, who you talked about before. Uh, I've read some stuff. I think Kevin Paul DuPont in the Boston Globe was writing about how it might just be better for him to kind of not suck it up, but just kind of like forget that happened and maybe stay with the Bruins. That might be his best uh, opportunity for success. Do you think he's still – going to be sent out at some point and like what what do you think they could even get for him at this point yeah um I think I think once he made up his mind that like he's not really going to go back Mm -hmm. um I I mean I I obviously don't know him personally I don't know his thoughts I don't know if his confidence is coming back I hope it is um I've always cheered for him I've always wanted to see him succeed I think he you know he's shown so much grit and passion in the past but he kind of lost that over time but Mm -hmm. not really it's not really a fault of his own Um, it's because he's not playing the minutes he wants or on the line he wants and I definitely think he could easily be a second line guy somewhere else Um, but he might not go to a team that's as successful or as high up in the standings right so I, I would love to see him stay in Boston and succeed since he's found a good spot alongside uh, Coyle and Steen. And with those mm-hmm. guys, I think those guys do have chemistry. He's obviously been playing with Coyle for a while, and I, I feel like they just – you know, find each other and he's been able to score more. And, but the main thing is his happiness and his mental health. And if I know Edmonton was a huge um, possibility for him since that's mm-hmm. where he's from, but uh, they just signed Evander Kane. So <laughs> unfortunately, so I'm not sure um, what Edmonton status on that is now. Cause I know, I think that was the number one landing spot for him. I also know the Rangers were in talks um, to possibly mm. acquire him, 
But um, for me at the beginning, um, when the Bruins still needed secondary scoring, I was looking um, for Hurdle from the Sharks. Mm, right, I yeah. That would be an incredible acquisition. But, and I was like, oh, they could package uh, DeBrusque with maybe Stanika and like a first round pick. Uh, but now that the Bruins don't need secondary as much, in my opinion, I'm kind of leaning towards like, hopefully we can keep DeBrusque because, right. um, it would cost a lot to get hurdle or a second line center when I feel like the main issue, like we said, is the defense. So I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I'm really interested to see if he changes his mind. Um, But I think, like I said, once your ego is kind of bruised and you're kind of set on that, I think he Mm -hmm. wants to stay the course and go somewhere else. And I mean, we also don't know what's going on in the locker room. We don't know his relationship with Bruce Cassidy, not saying that, yeah. Not saying the locker room is bad. I mean, any locker room with Bergeron is probably a great presence. And Bruce seems like a good coach overall. But again, don't know them personally. So maybe right. there's a strained relationship there that can't be mended. Right. That will translate and into resentment and poor performance down the line. So I hope he stays if that's what he wants. But if he wants to go, then I wish him the best. So. Yeah. I almost wonder too, like, with him having come out and said it, whether it's – it just seems very a hockey thing that, like, the team would kind of take that personally or, like, no, you said this, you want it out, so you can't change your mind now. Like, it's it's kind of, a you know, that hockey mentality where if you don't want to be here, then you can't change your mind kind of thing. And you're not – not that you're not welcome, but – they're not just going to kind of forget that he said he didn't want to be a Boston Bruin anymore effectively. Um, I wanted to get your take too on like, um, I just saw that Nathan McKinnon, I guess is going to be out for at least three games with a concussion and a fact fractured nose after that Taylor Hall incident the other night, I talked on the podcast yesterday about how, the Avs are mad that Taylor Hall didn't fight afterwards. I really didn't see any need for him to fight because it was McKinnon's stick that caused the the injury. Um, what were your thoughts on that whole incident and, and Taylor Hall's response uh, afterwards? Yeah, um, it was a clean hit. There's no doubt about it. Every mm-hmm. every single person, I think, besides Avalanche fans, thought it was a clean hit for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, even you know the analysts that I've that were talking during intermission on TNT mm-hmm. and um, the articles I've read, there's no question. I mean, he didn't even have a hearing. Uh, Hall didn't have any type of discipline waiting for him. Exactly. Um, like you said, uh, if you want to suspend someone, suspend McKinnon stick because. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was it was just one of those awkward run in type things. I mean, he didn't target his head. He didn't leave his feet. There was right. no malicious intent. And Taylor Hall had no reason to respond to that, mm-hmm. um, especially in such a close game against such a good team. I don't think he wanted to fight and go down a man or instigate anything or, or whatever. Um, right. So I think Hall was extremely smart because he knows what happened. Uh, he was the one that was standing right there and landing the hit. So it was just extremely awkward. I mean, when you first see it without the replay, it looks bad. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like he hit his head. He's bleeding. He's laying on the ground. And then you see the replay and you just see his stick like smush his whole yeah. face. <laughs> so 
So yeah, it's, just, it's awkward uh, that he really couldn't have avoided that type of chain reaction. Exactly. Um, and it was annoying to see that. I mean, I get you have to stick up for your star player. It's Nathan McKinnon. Right. So I do understand that they want to go after Taylor Hall, but he should. I'm glad he didn't retaliate. I'm glad he didn't fight. Uh, it was pointless. He was able to focus on the game. So it's just frustrating to see people claim that it was dirty. And mm-hmm. um, it's unfortunate he got injured. I mean, he's an amazing player. That's a huge loss for the Avs, but yeah. they're, they're really good. So I think they'll be fine for a few yeah. Years. But yeah, true. nothing serious. It's just you said it was a broken nose or? I think so, yeah. I think they're calling it like a facial fracture or something like that. But hey, Martian knows fancy, all about uh, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a fancy word for broken nose, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, last question for you about the Bruins. Overall, the way they things stand now, obviously things can, and I, I assume they will change before the trade deadline. I think Don Sweeney is going to be active. Uh, but do you think the Bruins are kind of destined to be uh, out in the first or second round, or do you think this team – uh, has the potential to uh, to maybe make one last uh, kick at the cup with this. Yeah, board. I think it. I think it depends on the deadline, like we mm-hmm. discussed. I mean, but all that aside, um, right now, as we're as we're standing today, I would say probably like another second round exit um, mm-hmm. if things. If Tuca is off, I mean, he's your ace in the playoffs. If Tuca's off, um, not good. Yeah. Um, if defense is off, not good, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I, it's really going to come down to who they play. Um, mm. I mean, they're just a few points behind Toronto. Yeah. Um, if they win tonight, I think they'll be like two points behind them, I believe. So a game behind. Um, so if the Bruins win tonight, they'll be super close. Uh, I know Toronto had a huge jump on the Bruins, uh, early on before this huge hot streak in the beginning of January. So they've improved a lot. Um, the, what makes me most nervous would probably be the lightning just cause mm-hmm. there's a, they're such a bigger and physical team. They've always just been so they're just grinders. Like they score and they're tough and they're a lot bigger than the Bruins. So the lightning have always scared me. Yeah, uh, no sure. way they repeat though. So we can, hope <laughs> yeah. the Bruins would knock them out. But um, also the Panthers are absolutely insane yeah. here. Uh, I've always yeah. advocated for the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I've always been like, their time's coming. Like they're so underrated. They're going to get there. So <laughs> yeah. They're just unbelievable this year, but I, but they're also like a first round exit team um, mm. who doesn't have that much playoff experience. So yeah. that could very much be detrimental to them. Um, yep. So again, coming down to the deadline and who they play um, as of right now, I'm seeing a second round exit, but Panthers have to cool off sometime. They've True. been, they've been going hard since the puck dropped in October. So I feel like they might get a cold streak and I'm a little nervous. The Bruins will fall off a bit after the all-star break because when they had all those gaps in the beginning of the season, they were not playing well. There was the cancellations and we played one game a week. And I feel like the Bruins play better when they have every other night. Yeah, true. Every other night to play because that's when that hot streak started. They had all those crammed games. I don't know what it is. Yep. I feel like they're just more alert and they're in the groove. So 
And I think I think the Bruins like April month is jam packed. So maybe yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nerve wracking seeing that before the playoffs when you want yeah. them to rest. But for the Bruins, it seems like it jump starts them. So I'm optimistic, but it's going to have to come down to what they can do at the deadline because there's still some missing pieces. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep, I uh, I'm with you there for sure. I, I always look at like what the lineups like on opening night what the lineup looks like after the trade deadline and then whoever's still healthy going to the playoffs. That's like how you can judge what, uh, what a team's chances are kind of in the middle of the season. There's so many, so many variables. It's hard to tell. Um, Before I let you go, first of all, congrats again on the new job. And I always like to ask people away from hockey. Is there anything that you're watching or enjoying right now that, uh, people should uh should be aware of any any shows you're binging these days on netflix or anywhere else yeah so i just binged all of euphoria (laughs) which is like the druggy teenager drama show i was like oh i'll never watch that like it seems so corny and i watched it and i just could not stop watching it like I was behind so I blazed through the whole first season in like yeah. a week and the episodes are an hour so I, I was watching it like a lot and then they're on the second season there's only like three episodes and I'm right, all caught right, up right. now with everyone else so it's honestly an incredible show uh very inappropriate if you have children just <laughs> yeah, yeah. to let you know so yeah. watch that after hours but you put the parental lock on on that streaming service for sure Yes, Euphoria needs 10 parental locks on it, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's like, you know, just drama intense and it's always ends like with a cliffhanger. So I've binged all of that. And then I'm, I think you watch Ozark too, but I'm watching yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Ozark. Have you started the new season yet? We, uh, we just finished the new season last night, actually. So Oh, you finished? Yeah, finished it last Don't night. Don't tell me what happens. <laughs> so good. I can't wait for the, there's seven more episodes to come and I, I can't wait uh, to see how it wraps up for sure. So was so it a good, good. season? Because I'm not going to lie. I, I've been bored the first few episodes. Yeah, it, it does start off a bit slow. I'll, okay. Guys, uh, but it definitely it definitely picks up. I think they had to like, they introduced some new characters, like that nephew of the the drug guy. Yep. And, uh, but it definitely, yeah, the last few episodes, it definitely picks up and and starts to come together for sure okay i think i'm i think i like stopped midway through episode five to watch the bruins game okay so i think i'm i think i'm getting to where it starts to get crazy yeah yeah yeah, for sure i won't i won't say any spoilers but i that up up until now that's been one of my favorite netflix shows and probably in like my top 10 shows and i love jason bateman too he's so good yeah he's amazing yeah, so I, I've, I've loved it so far, and I was really disappointed with the new season so far, but everyone told me that it was like, it gets really exciting, so yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. I just have to wait. Yeah, for sure. It definitely does. Uh, we watched two episodes yesterday, and it was, yeah, very, uh, It everything that's set up in the first few episodes starts to pay off and sets it up for the, the last seven, I guess, and I'm hopeful that they'll... I think Jason Bateman the other day said that we probably won't have to wait too long for the the last seven. So I'm very excited for that for sure. Awesome. Now I'm excited to finish it. Well, Kaylee, it was uh, great to catch up and thanks so much for, for jumping on. Congrats again on the new job and where can people find, uh, find you on social media and uh, yeah, so they can follow along. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's always good to talk to you, you mm-hmm. know, original friends um, right. <laughs> from back in the day. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's number two, K-A-R-A-S-K. So two Karask. Um, I actually started my own podcast as well. Oh now. yeah. I wanted to mention so, that too. Um, no, that's okay. Um, we're fairly new. Um, we have, I think we're on episode 13. Uh, so fairly new, been doing it for a couple months. I do it with my brother Cameron and my friend Alex. Um, it's called Brewings and Things and it's cause we have two Bruins fan and a Red Wings mm-hmm. fan. So we put right. a little pun on it, but nice. it's, we cover all NHL. Um, we've had some really cool guests so far. Um, we had Mike Camito, who's an NHL historian and author. Um, we've had AJ Galante, the former GM of of the Danbury Trashers. Oh, yeah, if you haven't seen cool. that, yeah, if you uh, haven't seen that right on here. Netflix, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, he's such an awesome guy. So is Mike. And then we had um, Tim Peel, former NHL referee. Uh, Very cool. We, that was an incredible episode. We got to pick his brain about rules and what he thinks about things. And uh, I'll give a little spoiler. One of my favorite things he said is that he's not a big fan of Jordan Bennington and his oh. attitude. So I, nice. Tim Peel won me over when he yeah, said that. I respect that for sure. Yeah. So he, it was super interesting. If you guys, um, want to listen to that, Tim, AJ and Mike were all fantastic guests. So we do try to get some amazing guests and Ian, we definitely have to have you on one time. Mm, yeah, too. I would love to. So, yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, it's called Brewings and Things and the Twitter is BWAT podcast. So you can also check out our podcast there. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kaylee and uh, have a good weekend and hopefully it is not uh, this long until we chat again for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Appreciate it. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for today's podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in back on Monday to talk about, well, you know what? I might actually do a bonus pod tomorrow because the Bruins play tonight and then on Sunday. So maybe we'll chat quickly about uh, tonight's game against the Coyotes tomorrow and uh, get you all caught up. So just subscribe and you'll never miss an episode here on Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.